Welcome to Mall Talk. I'm Paige Weldon. I'm Emily Faye. Let's talk about the mall. Emily, did you go to the mall this week? I did. Oh, good. <laughs> I went... I went technically twice, but I almost forgot about um, one of them. Oh. Because it was so brief. Okay. Well, don't forget. We need to hear about it. I I'm was so glad I remembered today. <laughs> um, <laughs> so one... <laughs> I went back to to Burbank 16, the AMC. twice in a week, AMC, to see A Quiet Place too. Was it super quiet? <sighs> it was pretty quiet. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was appropriately quiet. Okay, not you know? too much, um, not too little. And I didn't get chicken tenders even though i said i would oh that's kind of because i was running i was running too late to get them (laughs) but one thing that was notable and probably the only notable thing about the experience is that when i was coming up from the parking in the elevator someone had spilled an entire what's the one there steak and shake (laughs) (laughs) an entire steak and shake meal like fully like there were like four burgers on the ground. No. There was a whole spilled vanilla milkshake. And it was just there. A tableau. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, I've never seen just like a spilled milkshake like this before. Because <laughs> it had kind of like solidified, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it didn't feel like, like if you spilled water. And then <laughs> when I was going back down to my car, it was still in there. Damn. I mean, I guess it's a big I guess I don't, job to clean that I up. I guess I don't know whose job it is either. <laughs> but I do. I love the idea of just dropping an entire meal. And walking away. And just walking away. <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> it's like, who did that? Um, and then the other one was I went to the Americana on Sunday just briefly because I was like, you know what? I have a couple hours. I'm going to return this H&M dress from our Century City adventure. Oh, you decided so I to return. returned that. Oh, yeah. And then I was also going to return that crop top that I kept exchanging at Uniqlo. <laughs> but the line was so fucking long. At the Uniqlo? Yeah. Oh. Like for the checkout. It went around the whole store. People so I was like, are getting forget about their it. their summer basics, I guess. And then I went to Aerie. And I bought $110 worth of swimsuit separates <laughs> because their uh, dressing rooms were closed. Oh, really? They were yeah. open last time I was there. I know. They closed them again. Mm. Some uh, some people were not respecting the... Um, it's how many up. people took a shit in there for them to have to close them again? You know? But um, yeah, I got so many different just random swimsuit pieces and none of them worked. Of course not. I'm going to go return them probably today. That would be too easy. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't really like any of their swimsuits now. And I don't know what that means for me. I don't know where else to buy swimsuits. I wouldn't know where to tell you. <laughs> Maybe Target. I'm not sure. So that was it. It was it was a really short one. Okay. <laughs> um, that's all I got. Did you go to the mall this week? I didn't. I know it's a huge disappointment to listeners every week when one of us doesn't go. And I <laughs> feel especially like I'm taking it for granted post-vax. But here we are. I didn't do it. I'm so sorry. I, for- I forgive you. But what that means is good news. We can introduce our guest sooner. 
That is good news. Which I'm excited about. Um, I'm excited about our guest today. He has a new special uh, from Comedy Dynamics. You can get it on Apple TV, Amazon Prime. I think gobs of other services. It's called Half My Life. Gobs. Gobs. I can't think of another synonym for lots, but lots. (laughs) (laughs) So check that out. But for right now, check him out here. It's Chris Gethard. Hi, Chris. Hello. Gobs. Gobs. I think gobs is accurate. Okay, that felt like the right connotation to you. It really did. And I, I want to thank you for having me today. <laughs> thank you. This for... podcast is ridiculous. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Chris, do you remember the last time you were at a mall? I have not been to a mall recently. I, I, I did just fly for the first time since the pandemic. And I had a seven hour flight delay at Dallas Fort Worth. And in a weird way, an airport terminal does resemble a mall. It really does. So I don't know if that counts. We have we have said that about airport terminals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you have to spend enough time there, it's probably the the one of the ways to rationalize it in your brain is to say it's kind of like hanging out at a mall. Yeah, you're like, well, I'm just I'm just hanging. I'm just kind of going back to my teen years of loitering. You know, that's what this is. And then some of the bigger airports have the places where it's like, who's buying handbags? Who's buying handbags <laughs> yes. at the airport? Who's showing up to travel and then is going, you know what I really need right now is designer luggage. You know, you start to see some weird things in the airports. Yeah. Yeah, it really is because... You know, who's buying luggage? You have your luggage. Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. I have to imagine it's a lot of emergency luggage purchases, a broken zipper, Mm. a broken wheel, Mm -hmm. something like this. And I think also duty-free stores have their own kind of appeal, right? I've never done the duty-free. I have not either. (laughs) I don't really understand exactly what it is even. As soon as it's I a said tax it, thing, right? yeah, you save, or, or, or they've convinced you that you've saved something. I'm not sure which is true. Maybe both. That that's also the thing. It's like a mall where the prices are mean nothing, and you can't trust anything. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. The airport is a very expensive mall, <laughs> but it does have a very food court vibe in a way. Yeah, and that. Yeah, that is probably the most evocative section. Yeah. Did that, you that, uh, hit the yeah. food court section? I walked around. There was a. I was very, very tempted by a Bon Mi place, mm-hmm. airport Bon Mi. I found that to be a very intriguing thing. But I'm I'm flying for an acting job, which means I'm being flown. Mm-hmm. And uh, Screen Actors Guild rules are they have to fly you first class. So I found out that I had lounge access. <gasps> so I went to the lounge. Ooh! Wow! What was that like? I've been in the lounges before because of this situation, and they're not as fancy as you want them to be and usually they have like a very shitty buffet and with covid it was even more stripped down but i do like the quiet and this one didn't have it but i'm going to reveal something to you that i hope doesn't come off as too weird because i understand (laughs) this is weird but last year for the same acting job it's this show called space force on netflix have a very small part we shot in a desert and i was filthy and I was coming up on my flight time. They said, we don't have, you don't have time to take a shower, so we got to just rush you back to LAX. I said, oh, no. <laughs> but I had lounge access because um, they had to buy the first class. And I went in and realized that the lounge at LAX had a shower. Wow. You could take a shower wow. at the airport. <laughs> so I've now, wow. and I took it. I said, I feel, it, this feels like the height of luxury to me. 
this feels like I'm living real high on the hog. And I have now three different times just taken showers at airports, <laughs> kind of just as a flex, sort of as a flex. I have a lot of follow-up questions. Yeah. I'm, I'm an open book. Emily, go for Is it. it. Okay. Is it like its own locked room or is it like gym bathrooms where it's like locked room wow do they provide towels they do you have to sign up at the front desk you have to ask when the showers are available because apparently this is a very in-demand service oh they give you a time they make sure it works with your flight and then um you go you check back in with them and they have someone bring a key unlock your room for you provide you with towels there were very nice toiletries in there I would wow. say that the soap and shampoo were kind of above an average hotel standard. Not like I'm not talking up to a five star standard, but above <laughs> your average. And it was a look into how the one percent lives. <laughs> and I'm glad I got to see it for myself. I had no I had no idea. I feel like I had heard about this, but when I had heard about an airport lounge shower, I always pictured like a gym shower situation. No, private booth. Incredible. Private booth. Incredible. And the fact that there are toiletries provided is an extra step they didn't have to do. <laughs> I mean, just, it, it put me on my ass. It really did. It bent me over. My jaw was on the floor. It felt great. And I can only imagine because a, a lot of stand-ups actually obsess over frequent flyer points because it's one of the only ways to rationalize being in airports that much. <laughs> And do you know there's these secret level frequent flyer programs that are invite only for like ballers and no. they have their own lounges? Yeah. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. United, wow. it's called Global Services. Mm. Delta has, it's they all have their own, but it's like, they'll come pick you up at your house if you're traveling. Oh my God. If you God. have a layover, they'll do their, your laundry for you in the meantime. Wow. You can ha- you can send mail from the airport. You hear all kinds of crazy stories. And I hear that <laughs> That is something lounge. I'm running into constantly as I have a bunch of letters <laughs> at the airport. Yeah, and I'm no. asking everyone, I'm going, where can I mail these? Absolutely. I mean, look. And they're like, y- you can't. Well, I will say I have wanted to mail a postcard from the airport before uh, that I grabbed at one of the, you know, <laughs> the stores in there. And in my experience... Once you're past security and you're in your terminal, there's nowhere to drop off mail. <laughs> and this sounds like it would be within the terminal. It would be. Oh, see, that's that's the luxury is you don't go, shit, I can't go back. I once, who knows if this is an urban legend, but I once read a story that there was one of these one of these fancy people had a quick turnaround between two flights and they had a car meet the plane on the on the runway and they got that person off first or the tarmac and they drove them to their next plane. So they never (laughs) even had to enter the airport. I believe it. I believe it. And I am impressed that it was a car and not like a golf cart. So that's, that's another level. (laughs) It's a Honda Civic. (laughs) Someday. (laughs) Just zipping around the the tarmac. That would be good if it was an old (laughs) shitty car. Inexplicably. Um, but so when and if you do go to a mall, what is your go-to mm-hmm. mall? Well, I just moved back to New Jersey, which is my home state, and I think it's kind of uh, notoriously associated with malls. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I grew up with them heavy. Mall Rats was a very big movie to myself and my friends, and 
currently, as far as major malls, the closest one I live to is the Rockaway Township Mall, which is is one of one of the more well regarded malls in northern New Jersey. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is what it makes it so well regarded? Well, Jersey, there's just a lot of malls. If you look it up, there's a ton of them. Yeah. And very clearly, I mean, down to the point where we have like, there's like flea markets that we all refer to as dirt malls, (laughs) which are like actual, like, you know, like people with booths with tin walls and, you know, like bootleg Calvin and Hobbes gear and uh, old loose baseball card stands. (laughs) You can notoriously buy like, blowguns and crossbows and butterfly knives at places like this uh-huh. so everything is just in the context of malls like schools are called learning malls <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly exactly and but then you have the mid-tier malls and then you have kind of the ones that start to get good and the rockaway mall i think is one of those ones that hits that point of they have they have like the stores that are in fashion when they have stores closed, new things actually open up. It doesn't have like vacant store space. Mm. I think they have a movie theater there. And then also the thing of um, they create that ecosystem where there's other stores that set up near the, you know, where you'll have like the Home Depot or the Lowe's, like the stores that are like, we want to be in the sphere of this mall the because it's perimeter, attracting people. Perimeter stores. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good, healthy mall. <laughs> yeah. Good, healthy mall. That is a page. Have we talked about this one before? I don't think so. I feel mm. like no matter how many guests we have on from New Jersey, we never seem to cover <laughs> all the malls. I don't think it'll ever happen. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's not the one I grew up with. Okay. I went there a handful of times growing up with, but it's not. It's not the mall I grew up with. Okay. So if you go there now, it's like to run an errand. Do you go see movies there? What What do you do if you go there? I haven't been back to the movies since COVID happened. I have a two-year-old, so going out is still a little risky for us. Yeah. Um, it's more, we just bought our house last year, so we have returned mostly uh, to mall environments for things involving like home repairs mm. and home accoutrements and whatnot so i mean it's perfect timing to take the two-year-old to go see the conjuring three <laughs> this week it all, all worked out really well yeah just change just totally reshape his view of life yeah. right out of the gate yeah 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 give him a story for for future for the future <laughs> um okay but so you had a handful of malls that you said were your your hometown malls growing up yeah yeah the one that people from my town most went to was the Livingston Mall. I grew up in West Orange, New Jersey, and Livingston was the neighboring town. They were kind of our enemy. They were like our rival mm, yeah. town. We did not like Livingston people. They they did not like us, but they did have a mall, and it was very basic. Sears on one end. Um, the other end, I think, was a Macy's and maybe, or maybe a Lord & Taylor, and then... You know, your classics, you, you had the Walden books, you had the KB Toys, Sam Goody was in there, didn't have a good food court, huge mm. knock against it. Yeah, that's not, that's not great. Yeah. Didn't really even have a food court, had like a little hallway with some of the food stands. Uh, so that was the go-to if you got to pick things up. Uh, but then if you really wanted to make it a day about going to the mall, you could drive in the other direction and it was about maybe like. 15, 20 minute longer trip to the Willowbrook Mall, which I think for North Jersey, for a lot of people, I think that's one of the touchstone malls because um, three major highways meet right there. Ooh, uh, yeah. And that's a very, very interesting mall. Very interesting mall. Yeah. What is so interesting about it? Uh, first of all, fantastic food court. Um, and I, Huge. I used to work in a magazine um, and I was 
when I was young, I worked there for four years and I used to deliver the magazines to the malls. Oh, So I had this access and view of them that was a little different because um, I used to drag boxes on a hand truck to the different bookstores. So um, Willowbrook Mall, it had a Borders, it had a movie theater across the street, it had a sports authority right there. Great, great food court. A food court so good that sometimes when I was driving past, even if I was not scheduled to go there for any reason, I would stop and get food at the mall. It had an external entrance. It had a great arcade, one of the better arcades in North Jersey, fun and games. Um, and it had a very interesting thing that I've, that I've talked about with other North Jersey friends, which is it had a parasite mall. I don't know if this is something you've talked hmm. about before. Oh, like a like a mall that was feeding off the overflow kind of thing? There was like a second mall right up against it called the Wayne Town Center. Oh. That was really bad. It was really <laughs> shitty and kind of desperate and sad. I don't want to say and across the board, but I feel like a lot of the time when a mall ends with Town Center, it's not the better mall. <laughs> not a good, That's not true. a good vibe. And I had a... A very sad experience, and a, a very good friend of mine told me he had a similar one with his family. I have um, some family in Hawaii. My uncle joined the Navy, and his daughters, my twin cousins, Shannon and Christine, they visited New Jersey. To my knowledge, uh, the only time they visited New Jersey in my youth, and they said, we want, you know, this was back in the late 80s, early 90s, they're going, we're in New Jersey, we have to see a Jersey mall. So... It was said, okay, well, we're not going to Livingston. Let's show you Willowbrook. Let's go big. And accidentally, they parked near an entrance to the Wayne Town Center. <laughs> and that's all they saw. No one with them oh, realized no. it. I think I was with them, but I was probably only seven or eight years old. So it actually was probably still in the 80s. Um, but my aunt and uncle brought my brother and I with my cousins. My brother and I were too young to point out, hey, this is not the, this is not the mall we know. Oh, no. Oh, you were just hopeless. So we brought these two twins from Hawaii who really wanted to see a mall to just a mall that was just not good. We're, just not good. Did they? And they were like, wow, this is your best. This yeah. is where you brought us on purpose. They were truly underwhelmed from what I remember. Truly underwhelmed. Yeah, it was only later that I realized, oh, we brought them to the totally wrong spot. Because that was going to be my question is, did they pretend to some extent to be into it? Or were they just like pretty outwardly unimpressed? I don't remember. You know, it was over 30 years ago. But I, I distinctly rem- I remember personally being confused. Yeah. <laughs> and I personally remember in the car ride feeling kind of disappointed that we made a trip for that. Yeah. <laughs> and my guess is that at age, at that age, that only could have been because people around me were expressing the same thing and talking about that. So yeah. that was my vague recollection is that was bad. Nobody liked that. That's funny Nobody too, because I feel like a mall is kind of designed to confuse you into not knowing quite where you are. So you never leave. And so mm-hmm. the same thing could happen if you're like, well, that mall also does have an Auntie Anne. So is that the same one I've been seeing? It's very like Twilight Zone. If you. Yeah, that was a real win yeah. for the Parasite Mall. Yeah. Like they were like. Wow, the thing that happened is exactly what we're trying to make happen. Yeah. It's It was their business model. And then there was one other mall in my sphere of influence in Jersey. And the fact that all of these are within a 20-minute drive of my house, I think does it is it is proof that Jersey goes big with malls. Yeah. Um, there's a mall that I bet you've heard of this one because it's pretty famous. It's called the Short Hills Mall. 
Um, Short Hills, New Jersey is an extremely wealthy town and they have a very, very big mall. And it's a weird thing because it's known as the place where a lot of New York City type businesses will set up and you don't have to travel to the city, but like high end stuff. Um, And it's a real dividing line because it kind of lies in an area where there's a lot of class divide Mm. and it represents a lot because a lot of the people from the more wealthy towns, obviously that is their mall. Right. And then a lot of the people from the other towns, including the one where I grew up, I think really view it as a place where if a bomb hit it, they would not be mad. (laughs) It it kind of represents gross wealth in a way to a lot of us. Uh Yeah, there is something about a really fancy mall. mall is Versailles. (laughs) It's basically... Yeah, Yeah, it's it's the high-end stuff. It's the fancy stuff. It's, It's also the only mall in New Jersey. And I entered so many of them when I was delivering magazines. Nine times out of 10, we were very small. I would have one hand truck. I'd have a box or two on it. I'd enter, go straight to the B. Dalton or the Walden books. Nobody ever had a problem with it. The Short Hills Mall security stopped me and yelled at me. Yeah. So you have to use the service entrance. Mm. It's the only mall in New Jersey that ever did that. And I think that while the letter of the law may say they were correct, I think it is a further condemnation of the snooty attitude of the Short Hills Mall. And I'll stand by that till the day I die. <laughs> hey, I think you're right. I, think, I mean, yeah. what, like, they're just like, no, the rich people can't know where their magazines come yeah. from. <laughs> God forbid they come to learn what a hand truck is. <laughs> <laughs> this is so crazy because like, I don't think we have talked about that one. I don't think oh, so. I don't think I'm we've shocked. talked about But we have talked about so many New Jersey malls on this podcast. And I, I don't bet. think we've talked about any of the ones you've mentioned. No. I mean, you guys have talked about the town of Paramus, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The land of many malls. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the yeah. blue laws. Do you know about the whole blue law issue? So that's what I was going to bring up. What I, what I saw when I was looking up Willowbrook Mall in particular, it seemed like they benefited from the fact that they were not closed on Sundays, whereas yes. everything around was because it's i mentioned it's where three highways meet and uh route 46 and route three or route 46 and route 80 all have exits that are right next to Wilbrook mall and those two highways do take you through bergen county so i i think yeah that if you needed something on a sunday which you know a lot of people sunday would be their mall day yeah uh you'd come down from bergen county because uh yeah because Things are closed down there and Bergen County up there too. Route 17 and Route 4, those malls, those those highways, those malls cause so much traffic on those roads that it's kind of notoriously dangerous up there. <laughs> oh, no. I, I got oh, in a car gosh. accident there myself. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. People are just freaking out on their way to Bed Bath and Beyond. Like, move. <laughs> I have well, to go. <laughs> also, because the design highway design in New Jersey is so confusing. We have these things called jug handles where you can't just turn left. You have to drive past where you want to go, make a right and loop around. And a lot of people are confused by them. And the Bergen County malls are so close to the George Washington Bridge. You get a lot of people from the city who aren't used to driving in New Jersey. And and a lot of city people, because of the subways, they don't drive much at all. And then you're out in Jersey where everybody's an aggressive driver and you don't know how, you know, oh, 
the entrance to this mall. I'm supposed to be on that highway instead of this one. And it, it, it is kind of built for disaster, but yeah, there's, yeah, that sounds really stressful. <laughs> like yeah. someone doesn't drive a lot and then you're just like jug handles. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a lot of the malls, like a lot of highways slammed together near them. And, and yeah, the garden state plaza, I think was one of the first malls, at least on the East coast. And then, yeah, I know that I know the cherry Hill mall too was a big one because it was one of the first ones. Like people used to, take trips up from like Baltimore and DC because it was one of the only malls within spitting distance back We've in the day. We definitely talked about that I think one. Cherry yeah. Hill, if I remember correctly, when we talked about it, uh, it was like the first like indoor climate controlled mall or something like that. Like it was one of the first. But I also swear to God, we've said that about 20 different Every malls mall that claim that. Every mall claims it's like the first mall ever. And <laughs> like well, George Washington slept here? Like yeah. those types of houses? <laughs> it's a lot of like, well, yeah, there was a different mall that technically existed, but they weren't really calling it a mall. So technically we're the first ones. Well, we're actually divisive, the first right? mall that had three skylights exactly. Um, <laughs> We're the first mall that had both an anti and and a wet sauce. So. <laughs> That's luxury. I think, yeah, in the Willowbrook Mall, uh, I was reading about it is is apparently the fifth largest in all of New Jersey. Um, so it's 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 a hefty one. It makes sense. Yeah, it's it's big and it was definitely way more the Livingston Mall was about shopping. The Willowbrook Mall was a place where you could hang out. Yeah. And like that very on brand thing where you'd see like all the different varsity jackets and people kind of like making it known what town they were from, like a lot of that sort of nonsense. And um, yeah, it was good. It was a really good mall. So that was the one if you were like hanging out with friends, you just kind of. Yeah, you wouldn't go and mess around at the Livingston Mall. You'd take the extra trip. And um, I think between the food court and the arcade. Yeah. And the movie theater, which the movie theater isn't technically part of the mall. It's across the street, but nobody in Jersey would say that. There's also Hooters in that complex. Like it has everything. It has it all. <laughs> yeah. Not a um, full day. Yeah. <laughs> but but the Hooters was like, people would go there to watch like UFC and boxing. Then you had the, you had the movie theater, the arcade, the food court. A lot of reasons for people to hang out there for sure. Okay, sure. so if you if you were going with like a group of friends, you hit the Willowbrook arcade, mall. you go to the food court. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Would you ever how would you ever do arcade and movie on the same day, or was that too much? Yeah, that's it was it would not be unheard of to say, hey, we're going to a movie. Let's drive out a couple hours early yeah. and hit up the arcade. That 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 actually I think would be probably pretty standard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good plan. And, if I remember right, it had at least 20 years ago, it had one of the only Arby's in New Jersey too that I knew about. Uh, An which, honor. Which was a big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah. Did Was it one of those things that because it was kind of rare, was everyone your age like obsessed with the Arby's? I, it didn't really pack out. Um, I think it was a, a little bit of a well-kept secret. Uh, but I was really happy. I, I know knew this about little it. hole in the wall spot. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Arby's. Yeah, there are certain there are certain there's a hat involved. <laughs> there are certain fast food places that when you see them in a mall, it's it's kind of uncommon. Like every once in a while, you'll mm-hmm. see a random Burger King in a mall, and you go, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> it's a little weird. <laughs> that mall, the Willowbrook Mall, also had the first time I ever stepped foot in a Ruby Tuesdays. And the Ruby Tuesdays had a food court entrance and an external entrance, which I thought was very classy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> you could walk straight through there if you wanted to. Oh, use it as an alternate exit if you're in a rush. That's an anchor of the mall at that point. Yeah. yeah. Just people just running through the restaurant. <laughs> it's a real issue. Uh, the other thing I read about Willowbrook Mall, and I don't know if you would know this, Chris, but apparently they shot a lot of Adventures of Pete and Pete there, which is fun. Oh, yeah. Adventures of Pete and Pete was, was huge. Um in Jersey, because they shot, I grew up in West Orange, they shot a ton of it in South Orange and all sorts of locations in like the sphere of my hometown. In, in my hometown, I think they shot a bunch of it there. But yeah, that that show was was really big for a lot of us. And I'm not shocked to hear that Willowbrook Mall showed up. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. it seems like they have, uh, yeah, I was reading because when I read this today, I was like, oh my God, I forgot about Pete and Pete. How could I forget what? about those guys? Good show. <laughs> yeah, people loved Pete and Pete. Oh, it's so weird and so good. And it holds up today. I rewatched a bunch of it like five, six years ago. Yeah. Uh, I bet they have a solid mall episode that we will have to take to our Patreon. Uh, That'll be the first episode of that show I've ever seen. Really? <laughs> yeah, oh. I, I don't know anything about it. I bet you'll like it. It's one of the weirdest children's shows ever. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know nothing about it. That's why I'm being very quiet. I'm just like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Uh-huh. Sounds think cool. Maybe more than any other show, it captures like how confusing it was to be a kid growing up in the era I grew up in, where just everything seems like <laughs> vaguely dangerous and unmoored. And <laughs> it, it, it really captures that in a way. And it was a Nickelodeon show that managed to do that. It's, it's cool. It's a good show. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So you would go hang with friends. Would you ever like actually go shopping at the mall? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the Livingston mall was more for shopping. We'd go with my family like I said, there was also a comic book store at the Livingston Mall, so that Ooh, was very good. That's clutch for me. I, I loved comic books, the KB Toys, but usually, um, for my family, it revolved around going to Sears, uh, all the back to school shopping, yeah, and then appliances and stuff. And you know what? I've realized, in a way, that's kind of like I didn't realize it when I was a kid, but I kind of came to realize like. Malls have these anchor stores, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And whichever one is your family's like go to, kind of says a lot about where your family's at. Yeah, it really does. And again, again, like some class divide stuff. I don't ever remember stepping foot in the Lord and Taylor with my family. We were a Sears family, and like we got clothes at Sears. And now I look back, I go, oh, that's kind of a dividing line. Yeah. You get mm-hmm. your clothes yeah. at Sears. That lets us know, okay, you're like more, you're like more. Uh, working class slash lower middle class than upper middle class. And I go, Oh, I didn't even know that back when I was a kid, that if you're buying your clothes at the same place where you can also buy a weed whacker, that's, <laughs> that's different. That's different than the Lord and Taylor vibe or the Macy's vibe. Yeah, definitely. The tiers of department stores are really interesting yeah, where you go. Definitely tiers. Yeah. Cause it's like Macy's also has like, you know, obviously it's a department store. It has many departments, but they, it Sears is more like, you could buy, I mean, I guess I'm not a hundred percent sure that you can't, but I don't feel like Macy's sells like a washer dryer set. You know, I don't think yeah. they're doing that or like tires. tires. Yeah. That kind yeah, of well, thing. I was just going to say the Willowbrook mall, the Sears had a separate little building across the parking lot. That was like the Sears auto repair yeah. center. And I'm like, yeah, if I'm buying all my clothes for school at a place that also <laughs> I can get windshield wipers replaced. Like, yeah, okay. Says a little something about the neighborhood I was raised in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever hit a point where you were like, 
wanted to like rebel and like establish like a style separate from that and you were like fuck sears um i want i want to be goth (laughs) for me it was punk for me it was uh my older brother and all his friends were pretty heavily into the the punk scene in north jersey which back then i think still actually like people i think people would say new jersey's always had like a very strong um underground music scene so that was when it became a little bit more like I'm I'm gonna skip Sears and I'm gonna go to the thrift stores on Bloomfield Ave and Montclair and yeah. do that whole thing or like the cool Army Navy store up in Melbourne. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, but that was like that probably didn't start until like midway through high school as it does for many of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I feel like that's usually the time. And that vibe is hard to capture at a mall store. <laughs> you know, you might grab an accessory or two at Hot Topic, <laughs> but for the most part, it's not really yeah. there. <laughs> That's another thing that, that um, right, Hot hot Topic was very, very, like, punk kids hated Hot Topic. Yeah. They actually hated it, even though you could get, that's where you could get your Manic Panic hair dye. Yep. And so many t-shirts of bands we love, but it was regarded for some reason as this sort of, like, enemy, I guess, like, this corporatized thing that was like, man, they're, they're, they're living off the scene, but they don't give back to see all that sort of punk purist nonsense. And you just brought back a memory for me <laughs> that there was a band called Humble Beginnings that was like one of the big shit bands in, in like the little North Jersey. So not like, I don't think people outside of Jersey would ever have heard of them, probably. Um, but they were like the real cool band for a while in our scene. And then it was found out that the lead singer worked at the Hot Topic in the Willowbrook <laughs> Mall. And it was, very, it was very, a very big source of gossip amongst the music scene. That's very so big funny. source of gossip, yeah. A huge betrayal. <laughs> I mean, that's out. also, that's a really easy uh, scandal to get caught out in. Uh, well, that's... Just working in a store where anyone can see you working there. Yeah. Risky. Yes. That's so but, funny but... too, though, because it's like Hot Topic. I remember, I remember at one time because... I ultimately gave it up. I stopped dyeing my hair and I got a nice job at the library. But I remember at one point in like ninth grade, I was like, whenever I turn 15 and a half, I get my work permit. I guess I'm just going to have to work at Hot Topic because they're the only ones who will let me have my hair cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, it's kind of like, it's funny that they're like, well, yeah, they kind of let you dress however you want, but that's not enough. They're not cool. (laughs) And But it does presuppose anybody who would have caught him working there is also someone who would shop there. (gasps) That's true. So who are you to judge? You're casting (laughs) stones, my friend. I mean, it's really funny for it to be like a bunch of gossip that like, (laughs) <laughs> this guy had a retail job yeah. to pay really, his rent. I, when I in say the it was closest gossip, mall store to that vibe. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and when I say it was gossip, I'm I'm not exaggerating. And I bet that other people of my age who were going to punk rock shows around New Jersey then remember this vividly because it was That's a big deal. So funny. It was a big deal. What was the fallout? Did he did he quit out of shame? <laughs> no, it was because you know what it was. It's it's that thing where like. You look back and you go, there were like, these were like small shows happening in like American Legion halls and (laughs) places like that. And it's like, just the fact that any of us were there hanging out should have meant that we were all getting along. But any scene is all of a sudden going to have its cool kids and its clicks and its gossip. And I think because they were the cool kid band. Yeah. It was just a nice convenient excuse to... Roll your eyes at them if you were looking for a reason, <laughs> right? But in yeah, reality, they were probably just all nice kids making, you know, making mu- making 
having the best shows amongst 10 bands who were like all very amateur, you know, a bunch of teenagers. So yeah, why were we all looking for excuses to fight? I, I mean, don't know. ultimately, everyone who talked shit about uh, Hot Topic was right because now all they sell is Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Is that true? <laughs> it's a lot of like Rick and Morty. It's like whatever, yeah. whatever's mm. the current IP like. I when I walked past right now they have a big Cruella, Cruella is push, kind of you know mm-hmm. okay. and Riverdale and stuff with they Stitch s- from Lilo and Stitch on they it they still have band t-shirts and Harry Potter stuff because like the, the other thing is the nature of Hot Topic as a store is it is just like jam packed full of stuff so there is the same stuff that they always had but you kind of have to dig for it past some of the Disney stuff it's mostly Disney and like yeah CW show stuff yeah they don't have like skulls (laughs) yeah definitely Uh, did you ever hit uh the record stores in the mall like the sam goodies and stuff well my brother's best friend was the manager at the sam goody Ooh. um so he worked there for years and a bunch of our friends he he was able to hire a bunch of our friends from time to time so yeah, we were we were there at the Sam Goody an awful lot. Yeah, and it was also really good because you know we had this guy who constantly knew what was in stock and sort mm-hmm. of like oh all the all like the older punks who actually know what they talk about just picked up all this stuff by this band Bad Religion. So I guess we're all going to get into Bad Religion <laughs> now. You know, like we we would have those little insights from him as well yeah and then the other the other store that was at the livingston mall and then the other store i remember having connections at was um like you said one of the you know somebody gets their work permit yeah and there's always somebody who's like the first person we wait you actually went and got a job yeah. like, <laughs> and, and you see it and that uh that was a very good friend of mine who got a job at applebee's in the livingston mall Ooh. and a ton of kids from my friend group wound up working at that Applebee's and it was just a lot of uh, chicanery and chaos and yeah that sounds like a real scene <laughs> it was it was good did you did you get free apps um I think we would occasionally get hooked up with a free thing here or there it also was fun to like go like oh shit like Jamie and Pat are working tonight. We got to go pretend it's somebody's birthday to make those idiots sing. Like a lot of that type of stuff. Uh, So yeah, we were able to kind of, um, I wouldn't say have the run of the place, but if we went and ate food and didn't vacate our table, like they wouldn't kick us out unless it was totally sold out. Like it was a a little bit of a home base if you were hanging out at the Livingston Mall. Yeah. The the people in town are just like, these kids are terrorizing this Applebee's. (laughs) I go there to have a nice night with my wife. (laughs) Drink some Long Island iced teas. (laughs) Look at some flair. I want to see some nice flair. But yeah, like I said too, Livingston was our enemy town. So it felt like we'd infiltrated a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You're like, if there's enough of us here, like... <laughs> we sort yeah. of taken over, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we stole a restaurant from you you weak you weaklings. <laughs> Was this a thing where you could could anyone like articulate what you hated about them or was it just like a fact that you just knew? You're just like we hate them. Um I I would say that if I had to sum it up in just like the most blunt terms, they were the rich kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so it was a pretty clear like 80s movie. 
haves yeah. and haves not vibes. But I don't know that that's true because sections of West Orange that bordered Livingston were probably very, very similar. But West Orange had this all, whole other half that was definitely uh, not not rich kids. And yeah. I think it was a convenient thing to uh, drive up to Livingston and hate on them a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You gotta have a nearby place to hate. It's it's crucial. <laughs> it's it's funny. My when I got together with my wife, her brother, uh, and, and now his wife, they were I think oh they were already married. So when I met them for the first time, it was at my wife's mom's house, and and Hallie goes, oh, you guys are gonna get along great. Like you both grew up in the same section in New Jersey. And I went, I went uh, where are you from? And she goes, I grew up in Livingston. I went, oh, I grew up in West Orange. And when we were driving home, we were driving home, my wife goes, I got to ask you, like, there was this little pause in that conversation. She was like, what was that? Because I think I probably said like, oh, j- just from Livingston, man, that's all right. Those were our enemies. And she, my wife was like, I saw something. I saw some weird, you guys both kind of froze there. And I was like, honestly, we were kind of sizing each other up. Like there was this, there was this unspoken moment of at some point you and I have hated people from the other one's town. Like we yeah. just definitely have. <laughs> Yeah, and somebody who's totally outside of that just goes, they're neighboring towns. You guys love stuff to talk about. <laughs> you would not know when you cross from one to the other. Yeah. You'd have no idea. You'd have no clue. <laughs> they're basically the same place. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then, um, but you mentioned Mall Rats was big for you when that came out. Huge, huge, yeah. Because that was, uh, it was not actually shot in Jersey, right? But it's supposed to be. Yeah, from what I remember... Um, he really wanted to shoot it at the mall. That was his hometown mall, but because of filming costs and tax breaks, I think it was in Minnesota. Um, uh, yeah, I forget but, exactly. Yeah. I remember I snuck into that movie cause I was too young. Cause I mean, we all loved clerks and Kevin Smith was a hometown guy. I will say, I think that I think mall rats, like when it came out, I think people actually were still kind of on the, on the clerks high and, and, but it, you know, it was panned critically, but people found it funny. Yeah. Um, But I think a lot of people really shit on that movie today. But in Jersey, there is still a really strong affinity for it. Yeah. Um, It definitely, it was just big. I remember I was not, it was rated R and I was not old enough to see it. So my, my brother, and I think that kid George I mentioned, they took us, they took me to the theater and we, um, we bought tickets to that movie Powder. Remember uh-huh. that about that that uh, boy, the, the the kid the right? I think like the albino kid who was telekinetic who could move objects <laughs> with his mind. Yeah. And we bought tickets for powder, and then we snuck into Mallrats. And I remember the theater flipping out. And I had a copy of Mallrats on VHS. And that summer after I bought it, I would have friend. I mean, friends there on every weekend night. If people stopped at my house, Mallrats was on. That was just a fact. At some point, Mallrats was going on. And uh, yeah, really still did you s- find so many it? funny things from that movie. Yeah, Was it just that you thought it was funny or did you find it like either like reflective of your experiences or like aspirational or were you just like, it's it's just funny? Well, it was really funny. I think in the sort of broad sense, uh, 
Jersey people are very, very used to being the punchline of the joke. So to have somebody, and I think like Jersey malls was a joke. And like mm. the idea of like Guido's yeah. hanging out at the mall and the Jersey girl with the big hair and everybody's got a necklace with her name on it. And um, I think that that was kind of one of the big Jersey jokes was the mall stuff. So to have somebody celebrate it and to have these like hip characters who call it home, I think we were all like, okay, somebody's bringing this up in a way that's celebratory and not making fun of it. And then there's certainly some stuff about Kevin Smith movies in general and, and that movie in particular that I think hit home. I mean, there's all sorts of references he drops to stuff that you, you know, like different names of other malls and, 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 um, highways and stuff like that. We're all like, that's, I've driven on that highway. And yeah, <laughs> then, yeah, I think also just like Jay and silent Bob are, the reason I think that they were so beloved is like everybody knew a guy in a trench coat and some sort of like <laughs> dude with like a weird trashy skater vibe who didn't skate. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, that felt very on target. And um, yeah, I think there were some specifics, but it, I think it was more the broad thing of like, not only is this movie not making fun of us, it's actually like shouting to the hilltops with pride in it. Yeah, that was cool. Thought that, that was cool. Makes sense in um in that show, Cruel Summer, Harley Quinn Smith's character in one episode, she's like, "Do you want to watch Clerks again?" <laughs> and you can just tell that they really thought they were so proud of themselves. <laughs> they were like, the we legacy. Really, we really, this is hilarious. <laughs> People are gonna fucking love this." <laughs> and it's just like. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Some people did though. Some yeah. people definitely did. Jersey people I bet Jersey people. Um no, loved here's it. it's it's just so obvious. It was just, like on um but the thing is it is a lot it's it's a show for teenagers. That's what I'm wondering is the cross section of and people who actually know that she's Kevin yes. Smith's daughter, Do I, you know. <laughs> I mean her name is Har- a lot I of people her are name named Smith. Not, that's true. Har- but Harley Quinn Smith, yeah. I feel like you're like, who is this person? Um, <laughs> I, I do occasionally go on the Cruel Summer Reddit <laughs> to look at theories. <laughs> who is Annabelle? And um, there was there was one post that was like, did anyone else catch this Easter egg? <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's Kevin Smith's daughter and Clerks was a Kevin Smith movie. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Misunderstanding of the, the term Easter egg, but still sweet, you know? <laughs> this Easter egg that was hidden in plain sight. Yeah. <laughs> Just an egg in the fridge. I wow. also the other thing I do like about Mallrats is like obviously it gets like, you know, it's just antics at a certain point, but I like that it kind of it's been years since I've seen it, so maybe I'm misremembering, but I like that there's sort of a sweetness of that it starts because of like a breakup and let's just go to the mall, man. Like, come on, it'll be we'll we'll you know, because I think going to the mall and just like going and having somewhere to be when you're sad is like such a relatable thing. Like and it I like is. that about them all. I rewatched it this year. Um, from I have a New Jersey podcast, so we talked about it a little bit. And I will say, it is necessary to note in 2021 that the premise of that movie, it, like you, I think you're right. Like, hey, I'm down, I'm bummed. Let's go to the mall. Let's hang out. It's the comforts of home. Is true, but also the premise of that movie is. What is wrong with these women for yeah. breaking up with yeah. us? 
truly <laughs> horrible men. Just like a guy who won't get out of bed because he plays video games and yeah. like talk shit to his girlfriend and then is like, why did she dump me? Yeah, because like, this isn't fair. Yeah, like what's wrong with these girls who don't want to settle for me is is the inciting point for both of the main characters. Like yeah. even Jeremy London, who's not as bad as uh, as as Jason Lee's character is still just like, I wanted to take you on a vacation and propose to you and you need to stay home to help your dad. Oh, why do you Ugh. care about investing in your own family? Like <laughs> selfish, selfish lady. Like that is, that is concerning. But then if you can look past that and write that off to uh, unenlightened times, there is yeah. a sweetness to that movie. And also the characters are like teenager. Like they're just, you know, they're, it's like, isn't I think when I saw it older I don't I, remember that's the thing when I, I saw it kind of recently maybe like last year or something for the first time and I was shocked at how old the characters are yeah I guess I had always assumed I it was they're it older would be like yeah. teenagers but they're like out of college it's or more something. yeah it's more college and above vibes it's, I mean one of the they, two one of the main characters is trying to get married like it's I, yeah, I guess it's, I don't remember this movie at all the way I thought I did <laughs> It's good. It's it. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, but it's good. But it's it's, it's good. good. But it's not good. Yeah, it's both. That's a whole. That's its whole own genre of movies. <laughs> it's, it's not good, but it's good. It's yeah, good. <laughs> but it's not good. But it's good. Um, yeah, they're, they're, I'm gonna rewatch it if like I will rewatch that more than I'm gonna rewatch Godfather too. Let's right. be honest. You yeah, know? like it's a terrible movie. There's no debate which movie's better. But right, you know, I want to see the thing where Silent. Bob puts on a Batman helmet and flies through a wall and it looks like the rope is coming out of his butt. Like, I want to see that. Yeah, you're not trying to... Sometimes you're not trying to have a a big... Like, a cinematic experience. You're just trying to watch something. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to watch a movie. Um, I just want to see Ben Affleck in a surprisingly good performance, turns out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. I think we should jump into Borders before we get too much further in. Uh, this is our uh, Borders Part 2 episode. We talked about Borders, God, like 100 episodes ago. So it's time <laughs> time to bring it up again. Um, so, Chris, why did you want to talk about Borders? Well, Borders, with my magazine drop-off, um, I, I stepped foot in so many Borders. I feel like I also... It seems like... If I remember right, Borders sort of came out of nowhere. It, they really came in and sort of grabbed some market share from the from the uh, Barnes and Noble, B. Dalton Walden book circuit, and I just remember right, like it, it was one of those first places that was like, we're actually going to give you some places to sit and uh, read here, and it can be a little bit of a hangout and a cool club, and yeah, I just. Um, I just have been inside so many borders. I've been in the back rooms. I've seen how borders consistently had a lovable gang of uh, teenage employees that were congregating in that back room. Yeah. And uh, there was even one, one of the more awkward experiences in my life. So this, I have to lay a little track for this. Okay. (laughs) The magazine I worked for was called weird New Jersey. And it's, it's very much like a cult uh, thing. People from New Jersey, if you grew up in Jersey, you love this magazine. It's all about like haunted uh-huh. stuff and strange stuff. And there were stories that we started getting when I worked there. We started getting letters from people of, hey, there's this guy who dresses as a Revolutionary War era soldier and just kind of wanders around. And you'd see him. And uh, we wrote about him. And it was a pretty popular article. And it's like, who's this weird guy? And then it turned out 
he was the periodicals manager at the borders at the Willowbrook Mall. So I would have to go drop off magazines that this guy would have to sign off on and give me the cash for them. And we both knew like there are articles in this that are probably causing people to like track you down and honk their cars at you. Oh my God. Like there's articles about the mountain man of Montclair in here. Cause you dress up as like fucking Davy Crockett and walk. And it turned out a lot of the times people saw him walking, he was walking from Montclair all the way up route 23, which means through Verona, through Cedar Grove, through little falls to wait. Like he, that's why people saw him everywhere. He's walking to work at the borders where I then had to drop off magazines with articles about him and look him in the eye. Ooh, and we never and it spoke was never about mentioned? it. Not oh my one God. time. But so, okay. So he's dressed this way on the walk. Yeah. But I assume at work he had to change. Uh, he wouldn't wear like the coonskin cap. Okay. But uh, he's wearing the rest or yeah, be... what, what clothes? What exact clothes like, <laughs> yeah. are he... we talking here? Um, I would say like Davy Crockett, Daniel Boone is the model in the mind. Okay. okay. Um, was he like middle aged, younger, yeah, he older? He had, uh, he had a beard. He had glasses. He had long hair. He was clearly someone who, I don't know. I mean, I can't say his deal for certain. Eventually, I think we did befriend him and interview him, but it was tense for years. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really remember his reasoning for it, but it was just like, Imagine seeing, like, Last of the Mohicans. Remember how Last of the Mohicans, there were, like, the soldiers in the uniforms, but then there were the colonists who fought, too, who just kind of wore whatever. He was wearing those outfits, those okay. colonists wear. So it was kind of like he was wearing an outfit you'd see at a Revolutionary War reenactment every day. Every and day. And at work. Wow. Yeah. Did he seem to be bothered by by the articles? Did he give you any reaction? Very hard to say gave me no reaction at all <laughs> the stories we got did um on you know we, we had gotten letters that said you know i tried to approach him to ask him what his deal was and he kind of yelled at me or brushed me off so i knew he was a sort of grumpy maybe standoffish guy like he was not dressing like this for attention no clearly. this was something about him he was driven for mm. some reason to do this like yeah, like this was not a guy who was like going to elementary schools and giving presentations about this time <laughs> in history. Like he worked at the borders. Like it was just a thing that he felt compelled to do. Absolutely cannot relate to doing something for not attention. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> like it's like no, give me attention. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was a story you might enjoy. That I personally was hands on at so many bookstores and yeah. also had a. A, a weird years long tension with a borders books manager who I wrote about. But again, <laughs> that is so interesting. And yeah. it's, it's an extremely New Jersey thing. It's an extremely <laughs> New Jersey thing. Yeah. That is such a specific dynamic. Like, yeah, that is, that's a really good story. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, yeah, it's pretty tense. And if I remember right, I think the magazine interviewed him, but it was after I worked there. So I never mm. got that resolution. I, I wish I could have asked him, hey, when I was uh, 22 and bring you these magazines and then you would later flip through them and read about yourself in a way that could only have made your life harder and put yeah. you under a magnifying glass. 
Were you mad at me, sir? I never got I never got the answer. So many of us never get the answer to the are you mad at me question. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's an interesting view into borders too, because it's like not just working at one borders or being part of that crew, but kind of observing the patterns across borders. Yeah, and I got to see kind of the um slight cultural differences between borders and Barnes and Noble. And mm. then I forget which one there was B Dalton and Walden books. One of them was owned by one of the bigger chains. Walden books mm. was owned uh, by the same. So at some point, so borders when it started uh, was founded by two brothers named borders, Tom and Lewis borders. And they got out like pretty early in like the early nineties and actually sold it to Kmart, which I didn't realize. I didn't know that. And then Kmart also bought Walden books and like formed this sort of conglomerate of borders and Walden books. And then B Dalton, I forget if they were, they may have been owned by Barnes and uh, Barnes and Noble. So I was really, I just met all the managers and saw the I can't speak to the entire store, but oh, there was always a periodicals room. There were always a couple people lingering back there. And yeah. then based store to store, town to town, you could kind of see how much of it was kind of just run by the uh the teenagers who were kind of you know, the inmates running the asylum. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got to see kind of um as those chains were kind of battling it out. I was bouncing between them and I always felt like B Dalton was the lowest on the ladder in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And then Walden books. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then also was like in the years I worked there also saw Barnes and Noble trying to actively catch up to borders. Like all of a sudden all every, every Barnes and Noble has a cafe. Like all of a sudden the magazine sections have these armchairs where you can actually sit and hang out and felt like that was a reaction to borders. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're proudly serving Starbucks. Yeah, instead of proudly serving Seattle's best, same like, company like though. So it's all mm-hmm. an illusion, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I remember the ultimate thing with Borders is I think they ended up selling they like Barnes and Noble won obviously, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think that it was because if I remember correctly, Barnes and Noble was quicker to adapt to like eBooks and stuff like that. So it was just this like subtle difference of, and then they, they killed the, the nook, the nook. Yeah. The The nook, the nook, they were like, served its purpose. And then bye bye the nook. (laughs) Yeah. Borders never fucked with that. They never had (laughs) anything like that. Yeah. It's not their vibe, you know? Yeah, it was a chill place. <laughs> Very I remember chill. it being cool when it started. I remember it being a place that you had to go check out. Yeah. And uh, it was a game changer. Yeah. So you went and hung out there, like, when you, aside from deliveries and stuff. Well, I, I definitely remember that I would also buy music there. And I was yeah. listening, mm. you know, I was very standoffish with mainstream music. So they also were carrying indie stuff back then not like local bands but i imagine that you could have been getting your sub pop records and your merge records and matador like some of the bigger indie labels so they had that vibe you know and they had also like you know like cd box sets of cool stuff and did uh, they have listening stations i believe they did i'm not 100 percent certain but i believe they did I, I know also Barnes forget Noble did, how those so worked. Yeah. How did, did those work? Too. Did you scan the UPC? I UCP? think... What is that? UPC? Yeah, I picture... You remember, 
I mean, I guess they probably still in stores that sell CDs that they have that long plastic thing, you know, that you, you, they sit in the, yes. in the shelving and then you pull it out. And yeah, I think it has like a thing you scan and then it brings up a selection of songs or selection of like 30 seconds of a, of a given mm. song, if I remember correctly. But I also think yeah, I weirdly don't remember. Like, yeah, I know I did it at Barnes and Noble because we didn't have yeah. a Borders where I grew up. Um, for whatever reason, it was a Barnes and Noble town. Um, and so, but I think, I think they're really quite similar when you try to get mm-hmm. down to it. It's not, there aren't a ton of huge differences besides like borders had like slightly warmer colors. I feel <laughs> borders. I felt like also was pushing DVDs pretty early. Yeah. And it's fun. Cause the more we talk about it, the more I feel like Barnes and Noble was a bookstore and borders. The books felt a little more incidental. Mm felt a little bit more like hmm. you're getting your books there, but also there's movies and there's music. And that felt like an adjustment that I, I didn't think about Barnes and Noble as a place for those things until after the borders invasion. Personally, okay. yeah. I might be wrong on that, but personally, <laughs> this is Barnes your and Noble is a bookstore. Borders kind of changed what a bookstore meant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was laughing today. I was, uh, looking up some of the you know there's so many when you google borders basically you get a ton of articles about why did borders fail and you know i'm watching this like news report from that year where it's like borders came in and shut down the mom and pop and now the internet is doing it to them you know like this kind of cycle of things of like the the idea it feels like behind a borders is almost like and obviously as it expanded, it got different, but it's kind of funny. They're kind of trying to mimic like they're a little mom and pop uh, bookshop or media shop, but it's almost like it, if you live in a town where you don't really have that stuff, it's kind of where you would have to go, you know? And it would feel like a cooler option than you had before. Yes. Totally. Yeah. They um, had a vibe. They had a tone. It was, it was intentional. Yeah, it feels very true also what you're saying about there being kind of like a gang of teens at everyone because when we did talk about, we talked about Borders with Jamie Loftus and she worked there right when they were closing and she really talked about how it was this like crew and how like there's still a Facebook group of everyone who worked there, you know? And uh, <laughs> I got the sense that every bookstore was a social scene from dropping yeah. off magazines at all of them. And you could tell the ones that had managers in their 30s or above were always more well-run and calmer. <laughs> yeah. And if you were below 30, it was a real crapshoot on what you were going to get. And I specifically, I'll never forget, the Barnes & Noble on Route 3 in Clifton, New Jersey, when they took you in the back to like settle up or sign off on the magazines, it was like, like remember the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie and there's that big, party where all the kids are like skateboarding and rampaging and people have mohawks like that's what it was no but that sounds so fun it was it was awesome but those kids were back there and clifton kids i would say the reputation is they are kind of nuts like they're kind of nuts would be the reputation amongst uh amongst my area's opinion and they were back there i remember they had like because you know magazines too when there's returns or damages they tear the cover and everything Mm-hmm. And, uh, but those kids, I mean, I remember walking in being like, there's pornography all over the walls oh. here. This <laughs> oh feels like a 16 year old is running this place. That was the most extreme one I ever got. And then 
probably the exact opposite was the borders in uh, uh, in Princeton, which was part. I don't know how you guys feel about strip malls. I'm sure this has been a divisive thing on the show. <laughs> but the borders in Princeton, there was a very sweet older man named Arch. I never forgot that. And he ran just the most calm, chill environment that looked like a great place to work. <laughs> Whereas Clifton, it felt like you were either going to be... You either were going to walk in and be like, yep, I'm a degenerate too, let's go. Or you were going to quit in <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> That's wow. so funny too, because you think, Lork, it, I think when you imagine getting a job at a bookstore, it doesn't sound like it would be particularly chaotic. You, know? yeah, you yeah. don't think porn all over the <laughs> no. walls in the back. And then I also remember, you're bringing back a lot of memories. There was a manager named Jessica at the Barnes & Noble at, on the Ledgewood Circle on Route 10. And I had such a crush on her. And every time I went to drop off magazines, I'd be like, I should just talk to her. I should like, and I was just so shy and had no self-esteem and was just riddled with unmedicated, untreated depression. And I still remember, oh man, she was such a nice person. She was so nice and cool. (laughs) Of course, she's the manager of bookstore periodical department. Oh yeah. And when you're like a teen who's like into punk and you kind of like are into that type of stuff that's what happens in movies is you meet a girl who works at a bookstore you know it's like it's so Uh like your ideal girl you know she's (laughs) she's smart man she reads and it's and it's like yeah you you start taking her out to some underground stuff that she probably didn't know about and she has you reading Kerouac it's like that exact thing especially for like the nerdy pop punk side of like I wasn't a crust punk I didn't have like you know I just I was listening to the sweet tunes about falling in love and uh yeah so many bookstores so many bookstores except also, that one at the fucking Short Hills Mall fuck the Short Hills Mall <laughs> Ever since you mentioned the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I just have this little picture in my head that I can't get out of the turtles working in the back of borders <laughs> with the porn all around them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, that would be chaotic. You can't let turtles run a bookstore. No. You're welcome. I'm glad I have placed that image in your mind. Yeah, it's kind of a cute image. Just I, I want it I want it out now. Uh-huh. I'm hoping that this will exercise it because it's just on a loop uh-huh. in there now. Uh-huh. I also think it's funny. I, I worked at a library when I was in high school and I feel like there's a bit of a similarity with with people working in bookstores and I think a a common almost thing that it seems like people assume when you work at a bookstore or at a library is that you're like an avid reader and I just think that's maybe 40% of the people who work there max like I think it's most people it's like this is just a job I got you know yeah and at borders it's like at least in mine there's freestanding ones, but it's like, this is a job at the mall. Like yeah, most yeah. of these people probably applied to seven other jobs the same yes, day they exactly. applied to this one. Like That's, there's no yeah. a library, at least people, you know, librarians get degrees and everything like that, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's some I'm, sense of accountability there. You don't know who the hell these people are. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people who would be like avid readers and stuff and like really super intellectual would maybe be busy. Like, getting a master yeah. and their job is like being a TA and it's like at the end of the day it is a retail yeah it's a retail job yeah yeah and I would listen you read sometimes because sometimes it's slow and you pick up a book you know but that's that's about it <laughs> um what else did I find about board oh the other thing so what I found when I was researching borders today which I guess I didn't find when we did the other episode is um 
when borders close, this was like mid, like maybe 2010, 2011, um, because the borders brothers had not been involved for so long. They both like, I forget one of them is like a tech guy, like living, like he's got like always he's in Silicon Valley. It's Lewis. And Tom is a financial guy in Austin, at least as of the writing of this, when they closed and they both refused to, to comment, <laughs> which I think is so funny. They both were like, we haven't been a part of it for years and we'd, we'd rather not say how we feel about it's it. Closing. Also so funny to pull, like, I don't know, we have nothing to do with this. And it's like, your last name is the name. It's it's you. You're the border. And it's like when they when they sold it, I, it says they when they sold it, they only had 21 stores. So it did become a very different thing from what they started with. But it's just it reminded me of like almost like remember when okay, this is a specific reference, but remember when Lost ended and the guys who created it were like we're not taking any questions about the finale. <laughs> Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> it feels like these guys are having a similar attitude. They're like, we don't have any opinion about it closing. It just is what it is. <laughs> it's uh, there's almost something commendable about being like, we're going to leave emotions out of this. Yeah, we made bank on it. We have gobs of money. Yes, <laughs> and we don't care. We yeah. don't really care. Yeah, I mean, I, Paige, I, are you going to comment when Paige Jeans, which you sold five <laughs> years ago, eventually closes? Yeah, I've been commenting ever since, actually, <laughs> about how I think the jeans are too expensive. <laughs> but when you started it, you were like, hmm, what should the name be? Well, my name is Paige. <laughs> Page. Page jeans. I it really does it never gets old for me when I see a page store. I go, oh, that's me. It couldn't be less my vibe or what I'm interested in, but that is my name. And there it is. Yeah, they the Borders brothers got out of the game. They do their own thing now. Um yeah. Any other thoughts on borders uh, before we close on a game? I'm trying to think of anything I left out. Any other tales, Chris, that we missed from your from your route? The the Revolutionary War guy was the was the best one. Yeah. Um, also, the the car accident I got into at the junction of Route 17 and Four was directly after delivering to the borders that I think was in Paramus, New Jersey. So I put my goddamn life on the line to get that store, their magazines, <laughs> and I'm proud to have been a soldier in the borders army. Was, uh, was the car crash, were there just magazines littered all over the highway? Oh, yeah, flying about like a movie scene, <laughs> fluttering in the wind as the world wondered if I was okay. <laughs> People going, New Jersey is weird. This is crazy. <laughs> and then it becomes just the biggest, the biggest magazine. This sounds the, like an article in, in, in Weird New Jersey about the, the crash where there were copies of the magazine all over. <laughs> I could, I, I would imagine that if I died that way, they would have had no qualms <laughs> claiming I was the ghost haunting Route 17. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I guess I will ask, did you ever like sit in the coffee shop or, or anything like when you were on your route, did you take a break there or anything like that? I rarely would. Um, yeah. 
you, I mean, usually I was like, cause I used to also drive around in this van with no air conditioning. And I look back, I'm like, that was the golden age of my life. That was yeah. such a good stretch <laughs> of life. But I was usually like sweaty and visibly sort of like dirty and had just gone to a warehouse earlier in the day and probably delivered like four other deliveries. So never felt totally comfortable, but I can't lie. I do remember at least once or twice grabbing something to drink at the uh, Ledgewood Circle just to see if old Jessica wanted to have a chat. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems like the sweatiness would add to your anxiety about talking to a girl. <laughs> You're like, or, or maybe in my head, I was like, this will give me some sort of real masculinity. This yeah, idea of I, I got a musk. I lift, I've, I've I lift, heard that women like when, when guys are dirty. <laughs> uh, I lift boxes and I work with my hands. And yeah. Salt of the earth. <laughs> also, I am a... Uh, Poorly dressed and visibly sad. Does that work for you? <laughs> for a lot of women, it does. Um, mm-hmm. All right, let's close. We'll close on a segment. Uh, today, we're going to do Desert Island. And the way this works is uh, Emily is going to give you a scenario. And at the end, there will be a question. Emily, take it away. Okay. You are trying to get to one of the many New Jersey malls, but you need to take a jug handle to get there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you, you take the right, and then you're going around the handle, and it just keeps going. And you're like, this doesn't seem right. Wow. It, why does it just keep going? But then you're like, I guess I should follow this mysterious, never-ending jug handle for a, for a story for weird New Jersey. <laughs> okay. And so you keep on going. And eventually, it takes you onto this bridge over the (laughs) sea. And you're like, I didn't know about this bridge. I had no idea this existed. And then, without warning, the road stops and the car drops onto a ferry. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. the ferry takes you out and no one's driving it. It's it's like driving itself. And you're like, what the fuck? Something Mm -hmm. is going on Mm -hmm. here. And it takes you further and further out to sea. You can't change course. Your car, you're out of your car. The car rolls off the back. So it's just you on this ferry. Okay. And then in like five days or so, you're hungry, you're thirsty. You fall asleep. This is still a show about malls, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Just check. And uh, (laughs) Emily, the improvisation each week on Desert Island, it never ceases to amaze me. (laughs) They're getting stupider and stupider as we go. I'm sleeping on a ferry. uh, My car has plummeted into the sea. Yeah. Things are not looking good for you. We have established that things can roll off the back of this ferry. So I don't know if you see where this is going. I do. You fall asleep. You roll off the back of the ferry. Okay. You wake up and you plop into the water, but the ferry's a little too far gone. But then you turn around, you're swimming, and then you're like, oh my God, there's an island right there. <laughs> okay. So you climb onto this island and you're walking around. You don't know what's there. It seems to be nothing. And then you turn a corner. And oh my God, there's a mall <gasps> with five stores. Ooh. And this mall with five stores is going to have to sustain you for 15 years until mm. you're found. What do you want the five stores to be? It's going to have to sustain me in all ways. In all ways. Yeah. yeah. So you can have mall food places. Yeah. Wow. And you've got to dedicate a certain percentage of these to food. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think because I mentioned it before and I have fond memories of that Arby's, I think we'll, we'll put that Arby's in there. <laughs> okay. Yes. I think we'll put in, it can be get very hot on a desert island. So maybe just for pragmatism, we'll put an Orange Julius stand. Yes. When they pick you up, in 15 years are going to be like we've never seen gout this bad right. <laughs> have you been drinking milkshakes and eating roast beef with cheese every day for yeah. years um, the B Dalton because I'll need something to read and I like rooting for the underdog nice <laughs> bringing um, them back Suncoast video oh okay. that's a good one Get yeah, some that's a fun one. I hope they sell. V- I don't know that they sold VCRs as well, but maybe a VCR fell off the ferry or something. Yeah, you know what? I bet player. they would have. I would imagine they would have like a VCR and TV to maybe play some movies like, to try to get people to, you know, the yes, in-store yes, yes. display. Yeah, very so, smart. Yeah, very smart. So yeah, mm-hmm. so many DVDs at Suncoast Video. So that's what? That's four. That's four. So this last one, I gotta think of something really good. <laughs> I do uh, love salvaging a, a B. Dalton. You go, there's one location. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's... Hmm. Oh, maybe the aforementioned Sears because they have chainsaws. They have hardware. Oh, yeah. They have all sorts of tools that could allow me to build a shelter. I might be able to start a little society on this uh on this thing i could expand the mall yeah yeah could you could use, you could have every everything you could possibly need at sears that's actually sears such a good point me, yeah sears could, would allow me to harvest um wood and materials to build more mall it's yeah, like yeah. wishing for more wishes <laughs> yeah you could have like a massive mall yeah by, by the end I of this i sears, really could sears is good too because they they also i mean a lot of the benefit of a mall on your desert island is the display stuff and i think they, ha- they usually have like display beds for mm-hmm. bedding and stuff like Why that think of that so you, yeah, can so just you can just live in the sears crash Man- there mannequins for companionship <laughs> yeah. uh, all sorts of stuff yeah this is a good a good desert island mall i do yeah. worry a little bit about <laughs> you subsisting primarily on roast beef but yeah i'm, I'm concerned about your diet to be yeah. honest okay. but that's fair that's fair. You know, that's do your most, choice. Do most people just pick it. five restaurants? Some people will pick no restaurants, I feel yeah. like. Everyone's different, you know? I yeah, think yeah. that it's smart to pick at least one restaurant just because some days you're not going to feel like foraging, you know? And you're going to want something there for you. And it's, yeah, and, you know, sometimes if food is really important to you, like, some people choose, like, you know, Cheesecake Factory because their menu is so, like, limitless. I yes. should have done that, yeah. I thought about Applebee's, but I'd already brought it up. <laughs> yeah, I like Arby's. And I also think that you should say that this Arby's is specifically the one Arby's at your mall, you know, because you're going to yeah. be nostalgic, you know, you're going to miss. nostalgia play as much as a sustenance play. <laughs> and they have jalapeno poppers. So technically, that's a vegetable. That's very, <laughs> so true. very technically, that's a vegetable. And I also, <laughs> I had the thought just now at Orange Julius, maybe they would have fruit but i actually don't think there's any fruit going into an orange julius no, I, I think it's I a powder squeezing fresh oranges and really the, uh, they don't think even it's have a fruit like in the display stand i think maybe ice? display fruit but i think actually it's like frozen concentrate uh, at best uh, so okay well you can eat that yeah you, you still get your vitamin c it still yeah, fights yeah. off scurvy 
That's yeah. true. Good point. That is really important. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> I'm glad we all agree that fighting off scurvy, <laughs> very important. Very important. Crucial on the desert island. That's a great desert island mall. And hey, that's been an episode of Mall Talk. Chris, thank you so much for doing this. It's so fun. Thank you for letting me do that. <laughs> of course. Um, do you have anything? I mean, obviously you're special. Anything else you'd like people to know about to find you online? Um. We have the specials out there. I hope people check it out and like it. And then just because it ties in so directly, um, we, we, I do have this New Jersey podcast. We do obviously have a malls episode talking about it more from like how it locked into our specific Jersey culture, but you might like the malls thing. Uh, yeah. I'm going to put out. It's not out yet, but check it out. Look for that. <laughs> Um, all right. And as always, hey, leave us leave us a dang review on Apple Podcasts. We love that. Follow us. Join the Patreon. Um, anything else, Emily? Um, no, that's it. That's it. Um, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll meet next week at our um, Hot Topic job. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Shh. All right. See you there. Bye. Bye.